Welcome to the Hoop Commitment. I'm your host, Mike Nielsen. Join me every week to get inside the greatest minds in basketball nutrition, training, and leadership to elevate your game and improve the way you eat, train, and lead. Welcome to episode 49. I have to admit that one of the big reasons why I love to teach nutrition, training, and leadership is because these are the three areas where I need a lot of help. When I was a player, I wasn't the most skilled or athletically gifted, and so I needed the weight room more than the average player. Without strength and conditioning, I wouldn't have been a professional basketball player. And doing nutritional consults every week holds me accountable so that I'm forced to practice what I preach. I'm thankful that my athletes watch me closely because I need that extra little help making the small daily decisions that add up over time. And today's talk about enthusiasm is no different. I can't teach the importance of enthusiasm and then not consistently bring positive energy to my team. In fact, I'd be better off not to say anything than to preach the importance of something that I'm not living. And so one of the main benefits of coaching leadership is that it consistently reminds me to live my values. The two years during my master's program in leadership was a great time of my life, although I didn't realize it until after I graduated. Fast forward a couple years, and I noticed that things that didn't seem like a big deal in the past were really weighing on me. Conflicts with coaches or athletes seemed more challenging than they used to be. And then I realized that it was because I wasn't feeding my mind and heart on a weekly basis with good books and discussions like I was during school. And so that's when I made the decision to always have a good book or movie or topic to dig into with a friend or mentor that would keep me inspired. And so this is a little warning before we dive into leadership, that as coaches, we need to model and live out the core values of our program. The nine core values of my leadership program were chosen not only because I think they're important, but they're also values that I can commit to practicing on a daily basis. Not that I'm going to be perfect at them. Of course I won't. That's why I use the word practice. Being a great shooter doesn't mean that you never miss a shot. It just means that you consistently practice, and over time, you'll end up making more shots than you miss. And leadership is the same. No one's a perfect leader, but with a lot of practice, you'll be better than you were before. In episode 40, I explained the 18-week leadership program I use with our Gonzaga women's basketball team and how we teach gratitude. And if you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you've already heard me talk about the three levels of leadership, synergy, sweat, and serve. Well, another one of our core values and an important trait of a level one leader in our program is enthusiasm. And so just like anything else that's important in our program, we make sure we take time to teach it to our athletes and then consistently create opportunities for them to practice. Shooting is an important skill in our program. So we make sure that we help correct any glaring mechanical issues in our players' shots And we meet with them one-on-one to educate them on what good shots and bad shots look like in our offense. And we do individual work with them to create all the different ways they'll need to move to get into their shots. And we give them homework so they have drills they can work on outside of team practice times. And then we track the shooting percentages in games to analyze how our game plan is working. And so it's no wonder why our players have success shooting. And I know this isn't unique to Gonzaga. I'm sure that most high-level programs are doing something that looks very similar. And it just makes sense. If you want your players to be good shooters, you just can't teach it once. 
You have to consistently coach it and then spend a lot of intentional time practicing it. Can you imagine expecting your team to be great shooters, but never talking about shooting mechanics, shot selection, never setting aside time to practice to shoot, and not expecting players to take ownership and shoot on their own? It would be a miracle if you had a good shooting team, but didn't set expectations to have players put work in. But what's funny is I've never met a coach that doesn't want their players to be good leaders, to be grateful, enthusiastic, gritty, loyal athletes with a growth mindset. Of course we all want our players to have those skills. So why aren't we more intentional with coaching it? I believe it's because we don't have a model or a system for doing it. And so I want to be really clear. I don't believe this is the best system. And mine is surely not the only system. But I can tell you, it's worked with my sons and daughters' AAU teams. And this leadership program has been really impactful with our GU athletes. And so when you listen today... Take away the parts that will be useful to your program and then leave behind what doesn't fit. And if you have a model that will be useful for my athletes, I'd love to hear about it. The reason I feel good about sharing this with everyone, including my competition, is that when you have a court full of great people who work hard and compete, both teams win. Now, I originally fell in love with the word enthusiasm when I was studying John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. I'm a big believer in finding someone who's the best in their field, studying them, and then practicing exactly what they do. And then only after I practice their way for a while do I change it and make it my own. And so when I thought about basketball leadership, John Wooden was an easy pick for me to study. I started reading every book I could find and even bought all his children's books so I could understand his principles at a foundational, simple level. How great is it that one of the winningest basketball coaches of all time has left behind a roadmap of how to help players be successful on the court and even more importantly, off the court. This is so powerful because there are a lot of people that are winning the wrong way, that are sacrificing their integrity with the mantra of, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And on the other side of the coin, There are a lot of great coaches that are breathing life into their players and teaching valuable lessons that will help their athletes become successful parents and friends and be contributing members to society. But their coaching days might not last long because they don't know how to win. But what I love about John Wooden is that he did both at the highest level. And he spent over 50 years of his life creating his pyramid of success which contains 15 character traits that will help players win on and off the court. And in those 50 years, most of the blocks were rearranged to emphasize different areas of importance, except for two, which are the cornerstones of the pyramid. In 50 years, these two blocks never moved. And the traits are hard work and enthusiasm. And so John Wooden believes that enthusiasm is that important to make it a cornerstone of his pyramid of success. I'm going to trust him and practice it until I find a better way. And now, 10 years later, as I moved past his pyramid and created my own three levels of leadership, enthusiasm still remains a cornerstone of my leadership philosophy. In fact, I tell people that if they don't have enthusiasm or if they don't know how to create synergy with their teammates, they might be a great player. They could even be MVP of the league, but they are not a leader. And so if enthusiasm is that important, if it's a prerequisite for being successful or being a great level one leader, how do we become more enthusiastic? 
Well, using the think, say, do model that I learned from Thich Nhat Hanh, I believe it's as simple as teaching people what enthusiastic players think, telling them what enthusiastic players say, and showing them what enthusiastic players do. Now, there's literally an endless amount of ways to be enthusiastic. So this is where you can create your own leadership program that's specific to your team's culture. Just like you've chosen an offense that you know well and highlights the skills of your players, you get to choose the stories and research that will resonate with your team, and you get to choose how they execute enthusiasm. And so the examples I'm sharing today are just the ways that my team show enthusiasm and are unique to us. I'm just hoping that by sharing how we do it, that it will spark ideas to help you create your own path. So here's how we practice enthusiasm. The first thing players have to know is that enthusiasm is contagious. Your attitude impacts other people. So you have to ask yourself, is my attitude worth catching? What would our team culture be if everyone showed up to practice with my attitude? And I'm big on repetition, so I make my players answer this question over and over again. I ask them, what's enthusiasm? And they say, it's contagious. What's enthusiasm? It's contagious. The NBA did a study with 294 players and all 30 NBA teams to determine how enthusiasm impacted a team's performance. Researchers monitored and recorded every moment of a preseason game for every NBA team so they could document positive touches and cooperation on the court and then see if it could predict success later on in the season. Every time a player high-fived, head-rubbed, or chest-bumped a teammate, they recorded it as a positive touch. And what they found was mind-blowing. Researchers learned that the more enthusiastic a team is, the more wins they have throughout the season. Think about how powerful that is. We spend so much time practicing ball handling and shooting, which of course we should. But this study showed that enthusiasm can make your team better. It's a truth that your attitude impacts other people. Part of our leadership program is making sure that we're teaching using a variety of vehicles. We play videos, do team activities, give readings and homework, do self-assessments. Because we know everyone learns a little differently. And you never know what will strike a chord for a certain player. So here's an audio clip from a legendary coach, Gina Ariema, who says that one of the key things he looks for in recruiting is enthusiastic kids. Recruiting enthusiastic kids is harder than it's ever been. Because every kid watches TV and they watch the NBA or they watch Major League Baseball or they watch the NFL, whatever sport they watch. WNBA, it doesn't matter. And what they see is people just being really cool. So they think that's how they're going to act. They haven't even figured out which foot to use as a pivot foot, and they're going to act like they're really good players. You see it all the time. You see it at every AAU tournament. You see it at every high school game. So recruiting kids that are, like, really upbeat and loving life and love the game and have this tremendous appreciation for when their teammates do something well that's hard that's hard it's really hard so on our team we put a huge premium on body language and if your body language is bad you will never get in the game ever i don't care how good you are if somebody says well you know you just benched stewie for 
you know, 35 minutes in the Memphis game a couple of years ago. Yeah, I did. Oh, that was to motivate her for the South Carolina game the following Monday. No, it wasn't. Stewie was acting like a 12-year-old. So I put her on the bench and said, sit there. It doesn't matter on our team. Now, the other coaches might say, well, you can do that because you got three other All-Americans. I get that. I understand that. But I'd rather lose than watch kids play the way some kids play. I'd rather lose. And they're allowed to get away with just whatever. And they're always thinking about themselves. Me, 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 me. I didn't score, so why should I be happy? I'm not getting enough minutes. Why should I be happy? That's the world that we live in today, unfortunately. And kids check the scoreboard sometimes because they're going to get yelled at by their parents if they don't score enough points. Don't get me started. So when I look at my team, they know this. When I watch game film, I'm checking what's going on on the bench. And if somebody's asleep over there, somebody doesn't care, somebody's not engaged in the game, they will never get in the game. Ever. And they know that. They know I'm not kidding. You know, I played this for my son's AAU team to show that not only does being enthusiastic help your team win, but it will also determine your playing time. Unfortunately, just winning games might not be a big enough reason for players to get out of the shell and be enthusiastic. But when it's their playing time on the line, that just might be the thing that gets them to be a leader. And I love how Gino says, if your body language is bad, you will never get into the game. Ever. And did you notice that he said it's getting even more and more difficult to find enthusiastic players? If I'm a player wanting to make it to the next level, I need to know this. I need to know that this is what coaches are looking for. And if you're a coach, without players having this knowledge, it's going to be an uphill battle of getting them to be enthusiastic because they're going to want to either look cool or calm or however they think their favorite NBA player acts. But if you can get a core group of your players to understand the research and listen to the best coaches in the world, it's only a matter of time before your whole team culture shifts. And why is that? Well, it's because enthusiasm is contagious. And not only does your attitude impact other people, but it also impacts you. When you're clapping for a teammate, you're waking up proprioceptors in your hands and fingers so you have a better feel for the ball. And when you cheer on the sidelines, you're getting more oxygen into your body and preparing your cardiovascular system to work. And when you jump off the bench when a teammate takes a charge, you're warming up your legs so they're not stiff when you check back into the game. And once again, the research shows this is true. Remember that study with 294 NBA players? Well, not only did enthusiasm equate to more wins, but researchers also found that the more enthusiastic a player is on the court, the better personal stats they had. Players that have synergy and high-five and huddle their teammates together have more rebounds, steals, points, and assists. But just knowing what to think about enthusiasm is not enough. Players also need to know specifically what to say and what to do. Remember, we are what we think, say, and do. And so what do enthusiastic players say? Well, in our program we say, Let's go! When someone hits a big shot, we yell, Let's go! When you sense that energy is low in practice and you find yourself just watching, you can totally transform things by simply yelling, Let's go! At my house, when my wife makes our favorite dinner, my kids and I always say, Let's go! For me, 
I can't say it with lower energy. Now, your team might say something else, and that's great. In fact, it should be unique to your culture. The important part is that you define it, especially for that new player on your team. You want to give them a concrete phrase that they can practice. And that might seem a little silly, but what might seem simple to you is not that simple to other people. And then even after you tell people what to say, don't expect them to do it without a lot of coaching and a lot of practice. I love watching Gonzaga basketball practice because they're so loud. And it's not by accident. Our coaching staff not only coaches players to clap and talk on the sidelines, but they have multiple drills that they run in practice where every time a player makes a pass, they have to call out their teammate's name or who they're passing to. And why do they do this? Well, just like shooting, dribbling, or any other skill, talking takes practice. Whether players are scared, overwhelmed, too cool, or just plain forget. If they're not talking, that tells me that we have to practice it more. You know, one of my mentors, Coach Jerry Krause, gives three different ways that you can be enthusiastic. He says that you can point, talk, or touch. And with my love of the number three, of course, point, talk, touch immediately stuck. After a teammate drops you a dime, you can point to him, giving them the credit for the bucket. Or you can talk by screaming out, let's go! Or the last way you can be enthusiastic is to touch. And so in our program, what do we do? We give high fives. I teach my son's team that when they show up to practice, the first thing they do is not put on their shoes or start form shooting. The first thing they do is high five their teammates. They make a physical connection that lets everyone know that they're showing up first for the team. Now, we all intuitively know that there's power in the human touch. Just search online and see why manual or massage therapy is so effective or why a simple hug can heal us. The high five is a physical symbol of the truth that we need human connection to be successful. And this is a truth not only in life, but also in basketball. The only way for us to win on the court is with the help of our teammates. It's literally impossible to win the game on your own because without your teammates, you can't even inbound the ball to yourself. An example of a fun team activity that we do during our enthusiasm block is to have a high-five competition. At the beginning of practice, we give players three minutes to partner up and come up with their best high-five, and then we share it as a team. I love this activity because it's impossible not to be enthusiastic whether you're the one doing the high-fives or you're the one laughing and clapping for your teammates' creativity. Now, of course... My favorite high five comes straight out of the 80s with the Tom Cruise movie, Top Gun. You remember that scene where they're playing beach volleyball in aviator sunglasses, they have their shirts off wearing jeans, and every time they spike the ball, Maverick and Goose do the move where the high five continues into a full circle and then they reverse low five. It's classic. Now some of your players are going to be more visual learners than kinesthetic learners. So one of the videos I'd like to show is from an ESPN special on how the Monmouth Hawks have the best bench in basketball. Just search for it on YouTube and you'll see highlights where after a player hits a big shot, the camera zooms in on the bench for these elaborate celebrations. They have one that's called Angry Birds where they're flapping their arms like wings. Or the first down where they pretend to throw an imaginary football for a touchdown. Or one of my favorites is called The Big Catch where one player jumps sideways into another player's arms like he's a dead fish 
and then the third teammate pretends like he's taking a picture. Now, this is a great example of how we can learn from another program without doing exactly what they do, because I'm really clear with my kids that although I love the enthusiasm from Mama's bench, this is not how our team will celebrate. But no matter how your team shows enthusiasm, it's important that you coach it and practice it. We'll spend two solid weeks working specifically on enthusiasm. Every other day, a different coach is given 10 minutes to share the unique take on enthusiasm. And we finish each talk by asking players, what's enthusiasm? It's contagious. So what do we say? Let's go. And what do we give? High fives. And then at the end of the two weeks, we have individual meetings with each player to ask questions like, what did you learn about enthusiasm? And where are you most enthusiastic? The players also do their own self-assessment, so it's not someone else's opinion. It's more black and white. If you can answer yes to nine or ten of these statements, you are an enthusiastic player in our program. But if you can only say yes to a few of these, you don't have to wonder how you could be a better leader. You now know exactly what you need to work on. And so here are the ten statements that I've used with players. I consistently show up to practice, ready to work. I have a great attitude and am even-tempered. I give high fives throughout practices and games. I consistently talk on defense. I enjoy going to practice and skill sessions. My friends would say I'm a positive person. I say, let's go when the team needs energy. I huddle the team together. I never pout. And I cheer on my teammates on and off the court. And so after hearing talks from coaches, after watching videos and doing team activities and filling out self-assessments, players should have a solid understanding of what to think, say, and do to be enthusiastic. And I really think that leadership training is really similar to ball handling. If you spent five to ten minutes doing drills, you're going to get a lot better at ball handling. But you really don't care if you get better at the drills. You want to get better in five-on-five competition. And so that's what we do with our leadership training. We spend 10 solid minutes on it. But who cares if you're really good at repeating mantras? It's when you're on the court with your teammates playing five on five where you get to practice it. And remember, once again, don't get caught up in the actual specifics of what we do. I'm sure there are a lot of people listening just thinking, I would never say, let's go. Or that would be too disruptive to have a high five competition right before practice. And if you're thinking this, You're correct. It's definitely not the right say or the right do for you or for your athletes. But that's just one more reason for you to create your own leadership system. Remember, average leaders have quotes, good leaders have a plan, but exceptional leaders have a system. And you know you have a system if your players can define your program's core values and then actually practice them every week. And so what would happen if you asked your players what your core values were? Could they repeat them? And if they knew them, could they define them? With our players, we ask them what enthusiasm is. Everyone needs to say it's contagious. They have to know that their attitude not only impacts other people, but impacts their performance. And if you ask my players what do enthusiastic people say, they're going to say, let's go. If you come to one of our weightlifting sessions, I want you to hear that phrase over and over again. And if you ask my players, what do enthusiastic people do? 
They're going to tell you we give high fives. The first thing we do when we show up to practice is to make a positive touch with the teammate. And it's also the last thing we do before we leave. Now, if you're bought into the importance of creating a leadership system and would like me to speak to your team or organization, I'd love to help as long as it fits with the NC2A compliance guidelines. You can email me at mike at hoopcommitment.com or find me on social media at hoopcommitment. We bring in speakers all the time at Gonzaga because there's some truth when people define an expert as anyone from out of town. Sometimes people just need to hear the same message from a different source. And if you want to get a free copy of my five-day online leadership course for basketball players, go to hoopcommitment.com. Every day you'll learn about leadership while ball handling with a new professional basketball player. And you know how we're going to finish up today. To all of you who are committed, we'll earn your X.